Hey everybody, welcome back. This is uh, episode 5 of the Takeout Box. Today, I am joined with my friend uh, Cash Davenport. How's it going, Will? Dude, it's great. How are you? Doing pretty good. Yeah, you excited to be here? Yeah. Alright, um, so yeah, let's just uh, let's get right into it. So yeah, uh, last week I talked about uh, Star Wars. We can keep going with that, but uh, yeah, you want to? I'm, I'm always down to talk about Star Wars. Let's, uh, let's do it. Okay. What's your what's your ranking? Okay. Um for me it pro my favorite was probably uh Empire Strikes Back. Right. Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, uh Force Awakens, Attack of the Clones, uh Last Jedi. Nope, Phantom Menace and then Last Jedi. Alright. And I I haven't decided where where the new one Yeah, fits where the in. new one fits in. But yeah. uh that's kind of my list for right now. All right. Um, mine, so mine has actually recently changed. It was always Empire first for me. Yeah. Um, and I was at, I was at Goodwill, and I saw some VHSs of the original trilogy. Dang. And I was like, I mean, there's there's a chance that these could be, the non-special edition ones. Yeah. There's a chance. So I bought them. They were a dollar, right? And they're not the special edition. Oh. So I watched um, A New Hope in its in its original glory for the first time. <laughs> and dude, just the nostalgia that I got. I mean, I guess it had just been a while since I had watched that movie and really paid attention to it. So I, I moved that up to first, which that's the first time that's been up there. Mm -hmm. so, so my ranking goes um, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. And then here's where people get surprised. But my third is The Phantom Menace. It's pretty good. Just because, yeah. I don't know, like watching that as a little kid, you know, it just, it was so yeah. spectacular, you know. It brings back those those memories. And as, a, as like a Star Wars fan, you hate to like this on the movie. So it's just right. like Attack of the Clothes and Phantom Menace. I'm just like, they're not they're terrible. not good like they're not, they're not good it's like why you don't have to but they're so make up reasons they're to, so great though. yeah i love them yeah, yeah and i love qui-gon so much it's good um so my fourth would be uh revenge of the sith then return of the jedi return of the jedi is my fifth because i don't know the pacing in that movie just bugs me i feel like there's too much on endor mm -hmm. but i i still love it you know yeah then then I put in Rise of Skywalker number six, which people were freaking out at me for that. But as dumb of a movie as it is, it's still fun. And they, I think they took the right approach with the characters by putting them all together. Because mm -hmm. you, you look at A New Hope and you look at Revenge of the Sith, the beginning opening stuff, the scenes oh, where dude. everybody's together and everyone has their chemistry, like those are the most enjoyable scenes and mm -hmm. i think they made the right choice of putting everybody together so that's number six uh attack of the clones is number seven i love it but it's it's not that good mm -hmm. then force awakens um solo last jedi and rogue one last you didn't like rogue one i liked rogue one a lot when i saw it the first time mm -hmm. and then when i've gone back and watched it it's just so boring until the last like until 20 that, minutes i've yeah and the, char yeah. the characters, yeah. like, I don't care about any of them except the uh, the robot, you yeah. know? Yeah, I feel the same so. way. Yeah, I totally forgot about uh, Solo and Rogue One. 
Um, yeah, because I, I preferred Rogue One over Solo. You do? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I don't know. Because it's like, it was, mo- it was meant to be the story where it all came together, but I was just like, he met Chewbacca, he got his gun, the Millennium Falcon, and Chewbacca's gun, all in like, ten minutes. Right. So, it was just, you Well, know. I, I mean... And he junked it up at the same time. As stupid as it is, I mean, Solo, it's so grounded. I mean, it's the most grounded Star Wars movie since probably the original, I think. And that's what I like about it. I like that it's not some big thing, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I like that it doesn't really deal with the Empire as the bad guys and stuff. Yeah. And... Alden Ehrenreich's performance, like he made he made it his own. It wasn't some Harrison Ford impression. Yeah, it was just his own. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was good. I, yeah, I I enjoyed it because of that. Okay, before we keep uh, diving into Star Wars, I just want to talk. What's your favorite movie of all time? Yeah. Ooh, um, I mean. At the moment, I would say the original Star Wars, but that's just because I'm yeah. kind of on the high of watching it. Yeah, yeah, I know how it is. Um, but of all time, I'd have to say Raiders of the Lost Ark because yeah, I can watch that movie over and over again yeah. and never get tired of it. When I first started like wanting to make this podcast, it was like just me and Dresden just talking. We were like, what could be the first movie? Right. And it was like, it always came back. It was like, well, we could do Raiders. I was mm-hmm. like, and yeah. My parents were like, well, you have to be able, if you want to do a podcast about movies, like, what do you want? If people ask, hey, what should I watch? You have to just know. And I was like, you can always do Indiana Jones. I love Indiana Jones. And it bugs me. There's not as much of an appreciation for it today as there is for Star Wars with with people our age, you know? Like, every year I've tried to convince all my teachers to let us watch it in class. Mm Mm-hmm. I've only succeeded once, but um, every time everyone tells me that it's so boring and that they don't like it, and I, like, I don't get it. I'm like, how is that boring? He just, he just yeah. blew up an airplane. <laughs> it, I yeah, I, it's I, awesome. Um, but what's what's yours? What's your favorite movie? Man, um, I had it before we started recording. I was like, I know what it is, but, um, yeah, I don't know, um. Probably the Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Christian Bale. Yeah, I can yeah. I can get on that. It's pretty high up there. Uh, Inception's high up there. Oh. Yeah. Now Citizen Kane. Citizen not, Kane. Not I say that more of a bandwagon because I'd have to rewatch it for me to say it's right. a high movie because. Well, with Citizen Kane, it's like you watch it and yes, it is very impressive, especially for the time. But yeah. I, Dude, it's, it's real it's, slow. It's it's slow. It's a real slow burn, um, but yeah, it you know it's uh, it's it's definitely worth seeing in, in a lifetime, I guess. I um, would I would but agree. I, yeah, I do need to watch it again. It's it's one of those movies that. Well, when I when I watched it, I wasn't going to because I thought that I should wait until I was older, so that maybe I would have more of an appreciation for it, and. I'm glad I watched it now because I think if I watch it in 15 years or whatever, I'll have a different perspective mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. So. Which, yeah, all the time I'm like, what if I had never seen this movie until this age or something? You know, it's like, right. 
getting that perspective, but I'm really glad that well, I have I've, it's, I've seen it's it. It's like with Star Wars and Indiana Jones. If I had seen those now without ever having seen them before, would I like them as much? Because it would, yes, it would be cool to see all that stuff for the first time because, you know, our whole lives we've just known the whole plot. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, maybe we wouldn't like it as much because we wouldn't have the nostalgia for it. Yeah, it's a good point. Okay, do you have a favorite book or, like, book series? Favorite book series? Ooh. Um, I don't know. My I read Catcher in the Rye this year. Have you read that? No. Um, so it's one of those books that's, it, it's like Citizen Kane. You know, everyone talks about it, and they're like, oh, it's so good. And so I was kind of scared to read it because I didn't want to, like, read it and be like, oh, this is boring. Mm -hmm. But immediately... It just had me, like, I couldn't put it down. And it, that doesn't happen with books for me. Is it by John Steinbeck? No, who's it by? No, it's, um, oh, shoot. I can't remember his name. He's not, he's not, like, overly famous, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah, but we'll look it up. But the, the way the book works is almost like nothing I've ever read before. It feels like it happens in real time, if yeah. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it, he just goes through every detail, and the whole book only takes place over the course of, like, three days or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was, it was just so relatable. That's, that's the best word to describe it. Let's see. J.D. J.D. Salinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's done a couple things. I, that's the only thing I've read by him, but, mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Awesome. I also, um, I was in my basement just kind of digging around through things when I was bored, and I found this collection of of retro sci-fi books that my dad had, because he loves sci-fi, and I was like, you know what, these are all probably terrible, but I'll, <laughs> I'll read one, and I, I read it, and it is terrible, but, but it's, it's really cool to see, like, the perspective of the future and stuff from yeah. people, and 1980. Yeah. That's great. Like the, um, whenever I think about sci-fi books, I always go to at the end of Back to the Future. Right. And Marty's like changed the future and his dad's like written this like massive novel. Yeah. That's, and, like, about and I mean, all man. of these have covers like the cover of that yeah. book in that. It's <laughs> like, like you mostly want to read them because of the covers. Yeah. Like the fonts on them are like, amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so that's your favorite book. What's your favorite TV show? TV show. Oh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but, um, you know, I, I could say The Office, but I don't want to because yeah. that's, you know, that's everyone's. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go with The, the Twilight Zone. Cause, really? Yeah, The Twilight Zone. I, I just like that someone, especially back then, took all these ideas that most people wouldn't normally be thinking about mm -hmm. and you know putting them to on television i just i think that's really cool and yeah. a lot of them really make you think mm -hmm. what about you yeah. though what's your, uh, what's your mine's, tv show uh, it's probably seinfeld or so, arrested development or arrested development <laughs> i would so good. i mean not not the uh, Netflix ones. No, oh, right. Oh, I, Evans, no. I never even... I watched like three episodes of those, and I was like, yeah, oh, this is terrible. 
This is horrible. Yeah, it was so bad. Oh, Arrested Development. Such a good show. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, Okay, I have just a couple more questions. What is your favorite, like, genre? Genre? Of music. Of music, yeah. okay. Um, hmm. It, it it differs, you know. Yeah. At the at the beginning of the beginning of the year I was listening to a lot of new wave eighties mm-hmm. which it, you listen to very much of that. Mm-hmm. It's that's it's great, as you know. Um I I'd, I'd say my range of music mostly is from late sixties to mid eighties. It's like the best era of music. Right. And I mean that's what I mostly listen to, but I've I've got songs I listen to from the forties and to the nineties, you know, mm-hmm. all sorts. I love the Beatles. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Um, my dad was a big rock and roll guy. Right. But my mom was a new wave, so I've gotten both, both of them. Side, yeah. yeah. And so my I'll like be listening to new wave with my mom, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, man, you'd fit right in with the eighties. You're the new wave." But I'm like. Well, I also like rock and roll, so it's just, you know. Right, and and that's that's how I am. My my dad's not very into music. He doesn't listen to much of it, but my mom listens to a lot. But her tastes are like she doesn't listen to much many things that are very obscure mm-hmm. or or odd, you know. Yeah. So so like with the Beatles, you know, what I grew up listening to was like the the simpler stuff the boy bandish stuff mm-hmm. where a couple years ago I really wanted to explore the rest of them mm-hmm. and I had never heard like the White Album all the way through and oh, yeah. Sergeant Pepper's and stuff and oh, yeah. it's like it's so much different and it's so I don't know it's it's pretty phenomenal I think mm-hmm. but most of the most of the music I've I listened to, I found myself just because, like, I didn't have both parents with different tastes mm-hmm. to show me stuff. So I've, I've been shown a lot of music by my, from my grandpa. Mm-hmm. He's, he's recommended a lot. Yeah. But I've, like, since I got Spotify, like, there's been so many new bands I've discovered yeah. for myself. Yeah, that's all good. So you have, so is the Beatles your favorite band? Oh, so that's um I don't know that's really hard <laughs> it's like they're probably the band I've listened to the most and I have definitely listened to the most of their songs mm-hmm. so in a way yes but at the same time like I don't know it's a little too it's a little too well known I guess yeah yeah, They're a little too popular for yeah. my taste. So for what, good reason, though. Yeah, exactly. So what is your favorite song by favorite the Beatles? Favorite song by the Beatles. Oh, see, that's that's something I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, you can't answer that. I, I, not even <laughs> close. Okay, so then what, do you have like a favorite song just in general? In general. That you just always go back to? Um, so do you know Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons? Sounds familiar. Yeah, they sing, I don't know, they their careers from like the 50s to the 80s. It's yeah. it's a pretty pretty big career. Um in 
73, I think, they released this album called Chameleon. It's an amazing album. And there's a song on it called The Night. And I, I don't know if it's my favorite song, but I can put it in, like, top five, probably. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Okay. Um, what are your hobbies? Hobbies. Um, I, I'd like to say I'm a filmmaker, but, you know, being a, being a junior in high school, that's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a little ambitious with this. I'm like trying to release every week. But right, sorry. right. And with my podcast, I'll I'll give a little yeah, give do a, a little advertising yeah. for myself here. I'm I my podcast Gungan Graffiti. It's on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, we we don't even like try to religiously release. I mean, I would like to, but my my co-star Jack he um. He's really busy. He works a lot. Mm -hmm. So, like, our first episode came out in May. And How then long I, was that? How long was the episode? Episode. I think that one's, like, 20 minutes. So, it's not it's a lot better incredibly than long. Episode. But um, My first episode was, like, five minutes. Five minutes? Uh, but, that's, but that's not bad. And with, with someone else, because your first episode, it's just yeah, you. It's just and it, when you got two people, it's a lot easier to oh, yeah. keep it going. Oh, yeah. Um, but we, we released our first episode in May and then I don't think we had another one until, until like August. So, <laughs> and we've, we've had, um, probably once a month since then. Yeah. I, I would like to do it a little more, but you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's time consuming. Yeah. Yes, it is. But, um, it's something that I really like to do and, uh. Like, the stress that I have, like, editing it, and then, because I usually, well, not usually, but these last two times I've, like, edited and put it out on the same day, and so right. I go to bed at, like, 1, but as soon Ooh. as it, as, like, on YouTube and SoundCloud, it's, like, verified and then um, published, I'm just, like, <sighs> I could, like, oh, fall asleep no, I know the chair. feeling, because, it feels so good. like, when I'll, when I'll edit one of my movies, it's, like, my brother, he's not really involved with it, but... He, he really wants me to put them out quite often, the mm -hmm. movies, and it's like, he'll be like, okay, you gotta, you gotta edit it and release it tomorrow, and I'm like, well, I mean, I don't really have to, but, <laughs> you know, whatever, so I'll, I'll edit it, and then sometimes I'll release it that night, you know, at like one in the morning, mm -hmm. and then I'll wake up and I'll watch it, and I'm like, man, what was I thinking? I need to totally change that yeah. part. And I'll take it off of YouTube and re re edit it because it's it like when you're too hasty to get going on these things, sometimes it's not that great. Yeah. I mean sometimes it works perfectly, but I don't know. I, I, I get the feeling of staying up forever mm -hmm. editing things. So, um I actually have a question. What's uh okay. what's the last movie you watched doesn't have to be like in theaters or anything the last movie i watched was Th that you haven't seen before okay it was talladega nights oh yeah that one how'd, with, you, uh, how'd you like it will ferrell yeah, yeah about of ricky bobby okay i didn't finish it but i watched like half of it and i was just like this is awesome I mean, i've i actually don't think i've finished that movie it's yeah. been like four or five years since i yeah i've seen it and i don't know if i finished it 
and it is like total cornball will ferrell john c Riley, just like in their element they're these texan right uh nascar drivers and they are so freaking funny in that they're i mean they're one of the better comedy duos of our oh yeah of our day Mm -hmm. um so the last movie i watched it was actually a documentary and i'm not i'm not big on documentaries i like them if they're like really good Mm -hmm. but you know a lot of them are not and this one it came out in 2017 it's called my generation and it's it's narrated by michael Caine, and it's just about the the 60s and how the youth changed everything yeah and the editing was just amazing and you know like paul mccartney was in there the uh guy from the who can't remember his name he's in that yeah. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, yeah, I got to see that. Um, okay. Uh, you have any questions for me? Um I don't know. Uh, I got to think about that. Um What's uh where where are you wanting to go with this podcast? Are you Are you um, thinking just as a hobby or would this yeah, be a career um, choice? Yeah. Well, I am hoping that it takes off i have no um expectations though no this is a hobby right now but I'm that's it like, well that's a good way to do yeah, it because then you I'm don't sorry. get disappointed yeah so i'm you know in my mind i'm like it's not going i'm gonna have the same 20 subscribers for the rest of the t- right till the day yeah. i die you know and that's it um but you know i like doing it i have i dude i gotta ask you after this how to put it on apple podcast and spotify all right yeah i'll what I use, I use this, um, it's called Anchor. Okay. It's, you just record it on it. You, I don't know, you upload it. And so it'll say, like, it'll say at the end of the podcast, like, this podcast was made using Anchor. So, you know, they advertise themselves on mm-hmm. your podcast. But, you know, it still puts it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for free. Oh, okay. And it just automatically uploads to there. Like I didn't, I didn't even know it would go on to Spotify the first time I released an episode. Mm-hmm. So when it was on there, I was like, "Well, that's that's pretty cool." Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So I would I would look into that. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's just like this was made with Anchor. Yeah. yeah. No problem with that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Any more questions, son? Um, I think that's it for me. You got you got any more for me? Uh, not right now. Maybe I'll think of some, but I'm going to do my little uh, plug here. For All right. This I'm, movie. I'm good with that. Okay. So, this movie, we are doing uh, Gladiator. Um, it's a 2000 movie. Uh, freaking one sec. It, uh, it won Best Picture, if I really? remember yeah. right. Yeah. So, and Okay, so the star is, um, cast is Russell Crowe. As um, the the main character, his name is Maximus. Um, he's a Roman general, and um, the corrupt the corrupt emperor is played by Joaquin Phoenix, who like killed his father to take power. Right. To because uh, the father loved Maximus more, um, and uh, it's a really good movie. It's like mm, two and a half hours. Um, but we it was it was hard for me to follow because I watched it really late at night at like really low volume. That so that was, I actually watched it really late at night when I saw it. I I remember 
basically nothing from that movie. Yeah. But uh, I remember it being really good, and it's got some pretty crazy good um, action sequences. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. It's directed by Ridley Scott. That's another thing. It was signed on the case by Ridley Scott. That's what I was thinking of. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Let's see. what It, it was 8.5 out of 10. Uh, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Um, so we got some trivia with that. Joaquin Phoenix ad-libbed his scream of, uh, am I not merciful? And so, uh, he says that to his, his, si- the woman that's playing his sister, right. uh, actor is, actress is Connie Nelson. And so she wasn't expecting it. And so she was like really scared. I always well, love yeah, when you get when the ad-lib. real reaction in there. Yeah. So the the scene where he's fighting the tigers in the Coliseum, five tigers are brought in for the scene, um, and uh, a veterinarian armed with a tranquilizer darts was present the entire time for safety's sake. Russell Crowe was kept at least fifteen feet away from the tigers. That's dude. That's awesome. Um, so Hans Zimmer, uh, one of the greatest composers of all time, I think. Uh, his really? score is one of the best, one of, yeah, one of the best-selling movie soundtracks of all time. Oh wow, that's crazy. Dang. Uh, Mel Gibson was offered the lead role. He turned it down at forty-three. He felt he was too old to play Maximus. Um, and then the uh, Connie Nelson found the uh, the two thousand year old signet ring she wears in the movie in an antique store. So Gladiator 2000, uh, it's it is rated R, but it is awesome. So I recommend you go see it. Get permission from your parents. Find yeah. a way to watch or, it. Or be 17. Or be 17, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, 8.5 out of 10. Uh, really awesome movie. Uh, okay, so you just want to keep diving into Star Wars? You got any questions? Um, yeah, I, I thought of one. Uh, okay. What movie are you most excited for this year, 2020? Um. I don't know. I talked about this last time. I really want to see The Lighthouse. Right. Um, I, wait, I, is that 2019? I think it is. I think it, it was, it was 2019. Okay. Um, I haven't... Well, that, that Pixar movie, Soul. Soul? You want to see Soul? Yeah, about the, the jazz player. I do want to see that. But yeah, I, other than that, I don't really... I, I don't think they've shown enough of the movie because there hasn't been a real trailer yet yeah. for me to have a real opinion on whether or not I want to see it. Yeah. But it looks like it has potential. Yeah, it looks good. Because I like jazz. I, I, I would agree. <laughs> jazz I just really Have uh, you seen um, Whiplash? Is that the drummer one? Yeah. Wait, no, I haven't. Well, I've seen parts of it. My friend tried parts to show it, it to me. Oh, but, it's uh, it it's really amazing. Good. Damien Chazelle is the guy who did uh, La La Land and oh, yeah. First Man. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. It's a, it's a great movie. One of the best movie villains ever, in my opinion. Is that uh, is a conductor? Yeah, yeah. It's J.K. Simmons. Awesome. I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll see you. Um, okay. So we talked about Star Wars a little bit. Um, right. and I talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, and I asked the same question. But just what did you think overall about it? Like the new one? Yeah. Like, did you like all the Force ghosts? What did you feel about like the Ray and Kylo Ren kiss, yeah. Ray, you know, oh, I ugh. did that. Did that bug you? No, not at all. It, like yeah, I've never it, liked them being shipped, or right. you know, like relationship. But um, it didn't bug me at all. I was yeah, just like, I was kind of saw it coming. 
if I was told that happened before I saw the movie, I wouldn't have been okay with it. But yeah. but it felt like it was it was earned. Yeah. Plus, um, I really like Adam Driver outside of Star Wars. And, right. But it's like once you well, are he, in, he blew up last yeah. year. He was in everything. Yeah. Once, but like once you're in a, a Disney, Marvel. Well, they're all Disney and Star Wars, but it's right. like once you're in those, you that's kind of your. I feel like that's your set role for life. Right. It's like Robert Downey Jr. will just always be Iron Man, Tony Stark. Right. You and know? uh, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on Disney? I'd like to know that. Do you like Disney? Um. As a yeah. as a company. Yeah. Um, but that is more like my childhood coming out of like Disney Channel, like Phineas and Ferb. The Sweet Life, Zach and right. Cody, just like these original. No, no, no. And but then, I, like, I mean, I mean, like what, like, what Disney's doing right now? Do you like them at the moment with, well, what they're uh, doing? Because I mean, we've all we've all got Disney in our childhood mm-hmm. and all the good stuff. Uh, but. I have mixed feelings because, um. I feel like if anyone was going to do what they do right, it was going to be Disney. You know, I don't want like Universal buying out Marvel. Yeah, I can see that. My cousin said something when he saw a poster for Solo. He was like, oh, man, Disney's trying to make a quick buck. And I was like, do you mean a quick $10 million? Yes. Maybe. I mean. Yeah, well. I don't consider it greed. I just like they're an extremely successful business. So. Yeah, and they are successful, but I feel like the point where they hit that, you know, top tier of success, I felt like they kind of stopped trying Yeah. for most things. Mm-hmm. You know, here and there they'll release something that I'm like, wow, that was that was surprising Yeah. in, in quality. But mm-hmm. like with the Marvel movies, is, as fun as they are, it's like they're like – with with Star Wars, you know, everyone who saw it in theaters when it originally came out, you know, they were in love with it, and then they can take it and show it to their kids. Yeah. But there's 23 Marvel movies, and mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to show my kids all 23 of those. You right. Know? I'm, I'm going to have them watch, like, the first Iron Man, the probably the first of every series. I've only seen Thor Ragnarok out of all the Thor things. Right, I mean, yeah. I, I saw Thor in theaters, and that was the last time. Yeah. And that was, like, ten years ago or whatever, so I don't even remember mm-hmm. that. Because there's a, there's a lot of bad ones, and that's the problem with having such a big series. Because yeah. they're not all going to be good. Now, would you ever, like, whenever I think of Marvel, I just think of those superheroes, and I always forget Big Hero 6, but that's a Marvel. Are, are you asking if I like Big Hero 6? Well, do you? I personally don't, but but I know most people do. I, I don't know why I don't. It just feels like I can't emotionally connect to it like it's trying for. Yeah. Yeah, like, I see. Yeah. Like it's a robot and, oh no, he has a different memory, but yeah. it's a robot. Like it's the same. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't connect with me is my yeah. problem. And it's like, I I don't think it has anything to do with Marvel or, like, I just, I, or Disney itself. Because, like, I I don't know. I don't, yeah, I can't explain it. Because it's like, I can get emotionally connected to Wally 
Right. But not Baymax. I don't know. Yeah, it just it bugged me. There were there was too many dumb jokes. And yeah. I and I am okay with dumb jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it totally works. Yeah. But I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it for that movie. Mm-hmm. It was it was also really predictable and you could say, Well, it's a kid's movie, but like there's kids movies that they said aren't Star Wars was a kids movie. Right. But I mean is it though? Was um, a new hope okay, do you think that a new hope was like originally intended for kids? Because there's an arm chopped off, it's all bloody, there's multiple limbs. Well the the thing you gotta off. consider is that it's the seventies. But yeah. at the same time I don't know. I think it was just kind of intended for anyone who would watch it. Okay. I don't yeah. think it was for like kids or for adults mm-hmm. specifically. I think it was just for everybody because George Lucas, you know, he had created this world in his head that was an entire world, you know, or yeah. universe in this case, I guess. And no one had really ever created this brand new world on screen before except for with like the wizard of oz you know yeah so i think he just knew that everybody would would like it yeah um me and my brother talked about this that george lucas should have written the stories and then have someone else direct for for the uh, the um, new ones yeah the new the new ones I would because um, I didn't mind them. I would heartily okay. agree with that. But I think that'd be really good because he well, had all these plans. And... Well, and he's amazing at coming up with stories. He, yeah, and that's what he's best at. I mean, he he can write, but he can't write like that. Amazing, yeah. like my dad always said that George Lucas wrote like a teenager. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I can I can see that he's not the best writer, but. With all of the stories he's come up with, all four of the Indiana Joneses, I don't care what anyone says, the fourth one, like, it's, I sti- it. it's still got a great story. It's still got amazing scenes. Mm-hmm. There's some dumb stuff near the end, but yeah, I think people but forget it, yeah. the good elements of it. And it's just because George Lucas is so good at creating an adventure. So are they really making a fifth Indiana Jones? Uh, that's what I keep hearing, but... Who knows? And I was, you know, I was actually excited because, like, it's going to be bad. But, yeah, but like a good But, time. like, it's it's Indiana Jones. And then I thought about it. It's like there's going to be some kind of agenda to it, you know? Mm-hmm. There's going to be some kind of feminism and yeah. racial stuff, which not that that's a bad thing, but I just feel like, if you want to put that in a movie, go make a movie about it. Don't put it in, mm-hmm. you know, like shooting classic, Nazis. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, don't don't bring it in with that. Just let it be an adventure movie. Yeah. Because um, one of my favorite things is, like, uh, the, like, jungle exploration, I guess. Like, like early, early jungle exploration. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that beginning like, scene of Raiders and the whole fourth movie where they're, like, in the Amazon... I like oh, it's it was great, awesome. dude. Um and then they find the lost city and that's like my thing for a long time in like eighth and ninth grade was like El Dorado was real. I'm gonna find right. it. Um you know, and uh 
but uh, yeah, but, but it's not mind. gold. It's knowledge, Will. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's knowledge. True. It's knowledge. Oh yeah. No, that there there are some like there are dumb stuff in in the movies that George Lucas has made, but like no one, I don't care who you are, no one can truthfully say that he is a bad filmmaker because mm-hmm. he is not. And I would, I would honestly love to see him make a new movie that nothing to do with any previous yeah. thing like well, Star Wars cool. or Indiana Jones. Yeah, just like a new. And thing. he's he's retired, and I think the only reason he's retired is because people have given him so much crap over the years. Yeah. But I know, I know he could do something else, and it would be it would be. I mean, it might not be the next Star Wars, but it. I think we'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about? Are you gonna get the new like Skywalker Saga Lego game? I I don't know, because it's like, sure it'll be cool, but it'll be the same game just with just looking a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, yeah, I'm getting it just because I loved the uh, complete saga, the right. original. Um. But the new Lego Star Wars games, where they like talk and try and be funny, I I don't like that. I've heard a rumor that you can turn off uh, their them talking, which okay. <laughs> which I would love because. Well, I I I like when they put like actual actual like uh, sound from the movies in. Like I think yeah. they did that with the Lego Lord of the Rings uh-huh. one. I I'm fine with that, but like. Where they bring back the actors or even different actors to, mm-hmm. like, s- like make jokes and crap. Like, yeah. it's stupid. Um, I saw this video, and it was that Rogue One Darth Vader scene, but only with sounds from the Lego games. Oh, <laughs> it was awesome. That's funny. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, and uh, so, I mean, yeah. George Lucas is just a great guy. Um. Okay, so what did you think about uh, that final fight? What, no, let's talk about the Knights of Ren. What did Knights you think about the, right to, the Knights of Ren? I mean, they, they're so pointless, but but that's not J.J. Abrams' fault. It's mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson's fault because J.J. <laughs> Abrams had to bring him back because he introduced him in the first one. Mm-hmm. And then... Or Ryan Johnson, or Rain Man Johnson, as I like to call him, because he's retarded. Um, <laughs> um, he he was just basically like, I feel like he got too into throwing away everything J.J. Abrams had done, mm-hmm. and so like it just it feels so added in, mm-hmm. but he couldn't just not say yeah. anything about it. Um, yeah, and, my, my and, oh, yeah, sorry. Ahead. Um, I don't, I don't love J.J. Abrams. I actually don't really like him very much. He's too corporate for me, but, but I will defend him with the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. My dad gives me crap because I talk about like Ryan Johnson, how dumb he is. And my dad's just like, why do you care? I'm like, well, he killed off the main villain that was, the, that was supposed to be the main villain. Right. He got rid of all this stuff. He made dumb jokes, and he shot, like, cool shots, but they were just, like, 
pointless. It was a pointless plot with mm. stupid characters. Well, I... So it actually doesn't bug me that they killed Snoke. Really? Yeah, I... Because, you know, it's just like a rehash of the Emperor. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that they brought the Emperor back for the new one, but I, I still didn't like the character of Snoke. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I feel like even creating him in the first place was a bad idea, and I like that, that Ryan Johnson killed him off, but I don't think that the way they fixed it with Episode Nine was the best way they could have done it. But I also don't know how they would have done it better. It, his, I feel like The Last Jedi just kind of screwed a lot up for J.J. Abrams. Yeah. And, like, I feel like you take the you take the Last Jedi, get rid of everything except the stuff with Luke and Rey on the island, and maybe, like, the end where Luke force projects himself, and you get rid of everything else, and you could still watch all three... You, you could still watch... Um, the Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker and understand everything. Like, there's so much pointless stuff in The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, so you don't like the Emperor in the new movie. What did you think about the final fight? Where the they're, like, final... in the arena? Um, With Rey. I, I actually really liked the um, the whole Exegol, is that what it's called? Exegol, yeah. I actually really liked that planet. I love the opening of the movie where it's, like, Kylo kind of on a little quest, mm-hmm. zipping around. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think the planet's really cool because it feels like ancient and almost like something you'd see in like a seventies sci-fi type thing. Yeah, which is which I'm all on board for. So mm-hmm. I, I really like that planet with the final fight. It's. I mean, it's not super memorable, and there's a blue ray shooting up into the sky, which I never thought they would be doing in 2019. But um, overall, I I thought it was all right. I like the Force Ghosts. I really wish it showed them. Yeah. I wish it wasn't just their me. voices. And with the ending where she goes back to Tatooine, all I wanted was. Hayden Christensen standing there next That's to them. All I want. Okay, so do you like that she kind of adopted herself into being a Skywalker? No. You didn't like that? No. And I also don't like that she's a Palpatine either. Yeah. I I, I don't get why everyone has to be related. Yeah. Like, I don't get why people can't just have the Force, you know? It's mm-hmm. like she could have said Ray Windu. Yeah. You know, like it it doesn't matter what the name is and that's kind of what that's one of the things I like that Ryan Johnson was saying that it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. You can still have the force and you yeah. can still be powerful. You don't have to be Luke Skywalker. Cuz after the last Jedi my dad was like, "Okay, who do you think that Rey really is?" and I was like, "I kind of hope that her parents are just junk traders." Because that would right. that would mean that I don't have to care about her backstory and that exactly. she. Well, my my it's main like question. Right, my main question for um. For episode nine is who did who did Palpatine, boink to, have kids. Yeah. And was it before or after? 
uh, his face got all messed up. Yeah. Either way, it's disgusting. But yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> seriously, I want to know who it was. Yeah. It grosses me out. And, uh, yeah. Okay, so that scene when they're like in the the quicksand in episode nine. Right. The Finn is like, I need to tell you something. He was and, gonna, then, and then they never resolve it. Well, I so. heard some rumors that it what he was force sensitive. Yeah, that's, that's what, what he was going to say. Yeah. I heard, I heard that too, and I think that's stupid, and I doubt that's what it was. And I feel like that's something J.J. Abrams likes to do. He likes to introduce little things into the movies that we never see the end of. Mm-hmm. Which, that freaking where did uh, Maz Tanaka get the lightsaber? Right, and it's like. With some of those things in movies, like, sometimes it works. Like, you take The Office, um, and if you remember, um, Jim gives Pam that letter. Do you remember that? And we never see what it is. And that is a perfect use of that because it's something personal between them, and we don't need to know what it is, and it makes it more special. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't think there's any reason for... Finn not to say what it is on screen like mm-hmm. like I it bugs me and it almost made it feel like there was gonna be a another one you know mm-hmm. and they're saying know. it's the end of the saga but it's like Poe and whatever Carrie Russell's character is you know mm-hmm. she gives him that he gives her that look at the end like you know wanna wanna make out and she's like maybe later <laughs> yeah and it's like that that seemed like more of something you'd see in the second movie mm-hmm. rather than the, the yeah. end one. And there was just too much stuff like that where I was like, this feels like you're just leaving it open mm-hmm. so that you could potentially pick this up again with another movie, mm-hmm. which I would not want. Yeah. And I don't want to like make a statement here, but I'm glad that they made Podamra not gay. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's bi. Honestly, like, I don't care. Don't like, care. Yeah. it's Disney, and I wouldn't have been surprised if they had done it. Mm-hmm. I I feel like there's, like, not everyone needs some kind of love interest. Like, Luke Skywalker never had one. Yeah. I mean, unless you count Leia. <laughs> but, but, um, he never really had one, and it... It doesn't b- seem to bug anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like we were talking about Indiana Jones. Why do they need to put in all these like social things to be so politically correct when it's a movie about shooting Nazis? You know, why do we need yeah. to be politically correct? Because it seems like that's not something they worry about in that galaxy far, far away. Right, and with the um, with the fourth Indiana Jones, I feel like that came out at the perfect time because that was really before before all of the politics was Mm -hmm. put into every single movie and so i think that one came out at the right time so i so we we got what i think is the perfect movie of old indiana jones because it just it works you know you you gotta love like the opening as dumb as it is Mm and as much of as much mystery it ruins for the ending of Raiders. Like, it's still an awesome scene. Mm-hmm. And there, there are some great car chases. 
and as dumb as it is that he hides in a refrigerator like whatever man it's it's a movie and it's an indiana jones movie like mola ram was ripping people's hearts out of their chests like if you can be on board with that but not with him surviving a nuclear blast in a fridge then yeah i mean whatever you're watching the wrong movie um Okay, because I, I kind of want to talk about Indiana Jones now. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I'm good. I'm always down yeah, to okay. do that. What's your favorite villain in the foursome? Oh, um, you know what? I'll I'll rank them from last to best. Okay, yeah. So last, I'd have to say the chicken, the fourth one. Can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Let's just call it Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Kate Blanchett's <laughs> character. Um, like, she's all right, but she's nothing special. She's your, she's so cartoonish, which I like, but it's to the point where she doesn't feel like, like she's anything new, you know. And then I'd have to put Molaram third because it's like. He he just doesn't have enough screen time, I think, to really make him as menacing. Mm-hmm. He feels more like a like a side villain, like Tote, yeah. who gets his face melted. Mm-hmm. He feels like more like one of those guys to me. Mm-hmm. Um, then then I'm gonna have to put uh, what's the guy in what's the guy in the Last Crusade's name? Um, Shoot, the German guy? No, no, no. The, the American. The oh, one who, um, uh, the one who hires him at the beginning. Yeah, it's um, I can't remember. There's Ilsa Jeez. Schneider. Yeah. German oh, I I love the, Ilsa. She's great. I yeah. love that they're pulling the James Bond femme fatale type oh, yeah. thing. I don't know, but I yeah, I like the uh, I like the American guy in the third one mm-hmm. because. Like, I mean, because I've seen it mm-hmm. since I was two, pretty much. Like, i always known he was the bad guy, but I feel like it is a pretty good twist, you know? Because he's like, trust no one. Trust no one, and then, and then he's the bad I guy. Didn't I tell you to not trust anyone? Um, because he didn't take my advice. Yeah. I told you not to trust anyone. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, his name is Walter Donovan. That's right, yeah, Mr. Donovan. Donovan. Yeah. And then... I'm going to have to put Tote, who's the guy who gets his yeah. face melted. I'll put him second, because he's, he's the only, like, henchman that really has a great effect on everything. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so scary. Yeah. And in yeah. the in the stuff in Nepal, oh, it's yeah, just so great. And then I'll put Belloc first. Yeah. Because I... I love Belloc as a character. He's he because he's not all like bad, you know. Yeah. He says, "I'm a shadowy reflection of you." Um, like it would take a nudge to make you like me, pretty much. Yeah. And it's true. He's he's basically Indiana Jones, just French. just dirtier. Yeah. He, um, he 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 doesn't take the honest approach to everything and. You know, I think that makes sense, you know, because mm-hmm. he's realistically people aren't just so e- evil for the most yeah. part. And 
he's he's just a dude that maybe doesn't make the best decisions you know like yeah. if if he has to work with the nazis to get what he wants he'll do it and i think that's what makes him the perfect villain mm-hmm. and he's he's funny too yeah. in in a human way mm-hmm. like um that at the beginning when he like takes the idol from indiana right i'm just like i want to know their first like their first, first interaction yeah. yeah no yeah. i w- i would I would like to see that. That would be cool. Well, like, what if they were like? I mean, I don't want to see that. Please don't yeah, make don't any prequel. Yeah. But, um, but like, watch them be in like college together, just like chasing right, that after would be things. Cool. And, um, but there was like an Indiana Jones TV show with the yeah, actor the, from the young, yeah, young Indiana, young Indiana Jones Chronicles or whatever. Which is kind of cool. But did you did you ever watch? I've that? never seen those. I. When I was little, I watched a couple episodes. I never got through everything. Mm-hmm. I was too young to really understand everything that was going on. Yeah. Because with the movies, like, I didn't get what was going on when I was little. Mm-hmm. But it was like, ooh, look, he's on, he's going under a truck, you know? Yeah. Like, there was cool stuff. And with a TV show, you know, they don't have the budget to do stuff like that all the time. So, like, I just... I didn't get it as a little kid. I would I would go back and watch that. I think it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the best decisions I ever made was probably a year ago I found all these old Indiana Jones Marvel comics. Really? And they're not related to any of the movies in any way. They're just mm-hmm. their own stories and the people who made them, like they they got it. They knew what Indiana Jones was all about. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to just kind of see these, like, side adventures, whether or not they're canon. I don't know if there yeah. is an Indiana Jones canon, but, like, whether or not they really happen, they're still, they're fun to read, and they would work as movies. I don't want them to be movies, but yeah. um, they would work. Um, I think there is a canon, because we have this little book set. Of, right. like, of three, it's a series of just, like, three short books um, about how he's, like, in the Andes and then goes to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And then he's, like, in South America. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. And then we also have a book that is Raiders of the Lost Ark, but, like, book version. Yeah. And it's, I like that because it's, like, you get his thoughts and other people's thoughts. So is it is it basically, like... They take the script of the movie and then they just add in like, uh, sort of. It's more, more context. Like, yeah, uh, it's more like someone just like, um, wrote a book based on the movie. Uh, well, so it, yeah. so is it the it's same? It's the same plot as yeah. It's the, the movie, it's though. just the same thing. Um, but it's pretty cool because you get like the thoughts and feelings and right. Um, yeah, and like some things, like when uh, Marion, when he's like leaving the bar in Nepal, and Marion's like, "Ha, see you tomorrow, Indiana Jones." I like, I always thought that was kind of weird, but I was like, that, "That that's just that's the thing, you know." Um, but it was like she like said it. She's more like scoffing at him in the book. It's like she's like, yeah, but it's cool. No, that's that's a probably an interesting. Like, it probably adds more when you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, who is, or I guess...
guess, what's your least favorite movie? The the second or the fourth? The third. You don't like. Them. Well, okay, no, no. It's you gotta it's the it, it's the fourth. The fourth is definitely my least favorite because it's got to be everyone's least favorite. Yeah. I be. think, but but I I don't really compare it with the other three mm-hmm. just because they're like it's not the same, you know. They're not like I just I don't like to compare them. Commies now? What the hell? Yeah, I I usually just like to take the first three when I yeah when I say which ones I like, and for me it goes one two three in the order that I like them because. As much as I love The Last Crusade, it's like it's not super like out there, I guess. Like it doesn't try very much new. Yeah. It just kind of takes the uh, same path as Raiders, which is fine because yeah. Raiders is amazing and The Last Crusade is also amazing. But I really love Temple of Doom because it's so different than the other ones Mm -hmm. and i like to see indiana jones on a like brand new adventure i feel like the last crusade is just like raiders part two okay which you know like it's a great movie Mm -hmm. but there's just not enough going for it for me Mm -hmm. and i i like i'm not saying that i dislike that movie at all because it's like it's as much of my childhood as Ra- is Raiders is, but and I've probably seen it more actually, but it just I don't know. There's something about it that that I that just bugs me. Yeah. And with Temple of Doom, it's like people don't like it very much, so people don't watch it very much, mm-hmm. and I probably only saw it i only saw it once with my parents ever when i was little when Mm -hmm. we would watch them because my parents just didn't like it and Mm -hmm. the only reason we watched it was because i insisted on it Mm -hmm. so i went a long time without really watching it and when i finally did watch it by myself like it was so great it was like having a new Mm -hmm. indiana jones movie come out in a way i don't i don't know it was it's so over the top. Oh, yeah. Which I love. Like, I feel like they don't go over the top enough in movies anymore. Like that scene when the guy gets, the big guy gets, like, sucked into the steamroller, beating the crash, and then he just, yeah. like, Yeah, well, and there's, the like, hole. there's, like, voodoo dolls and crap. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so down with that. A secret yeah. cult underground. Oh, yeah. That little, like, Indian prince, and then short round yeah. just freaking nails him. I was just like such a yeah. it's, it's really good it's I, d- good. I don't get why people hate it like, oh, yeah I don't give enough credit I think that screaming like, girl definitely yeah Willie Willie mm. and I heard something that they intentionally tried to make her kind of annoying because because as you know um, Temple of Doom takes place before Raiders mm-hmm. so it had to make sense for him to like ditch her after that movie oh, yeah. and so like as annoying as Willie is it st- it makes sense and for who she's supposed to be like coming from like a lounge singer she mm-hmm. into the middle of india like it it would make sense for her to be that crazy especially cuz 
I mean, I think they go a little bit over the top with it because it puts us more into the mindset of Indiana Jones where we're comfortable with being outside and, mm-hmm. you know, fighting bad guys and stuff. And so by making her so annoying, it makes us feel more like Indiana Jones. That's good. That is actually good input. Like, I never thought of that before. Um, but it, it makes sense because I like to camp and I like I want to travel to like these exotic places. Right. I I've fallen in love with South America and just like mm-hmm. exploring. Um, I was like super big. I thought I was gonna like go into archaeology. Well, yeah. you know, like what, all of junior but high. What, but but what kid who watched Indiana Jones didn't think they were yeah, gonna exactly. be an archaeologist? And then I, you know? I, dude, and I got like serious into it, and I was just like, that's not something they do anymore. They don't go out and they don't search for things they barely even go to like dig sites it's all study well and something this is this is more or less a joke but there's a theory i've come up with that i like to tell people mostly to piss them off but it's that dinosaurs don't exist and i say that the government planted them like their bones Mm -hmm. in the ground because i mean you've never been to a dig site where they pull up a dinosaur right Mm -hmm. so we don't know that it really happened, you know, we've seen, even if you've seen a video of it, like, look how easy it is to fake stuff in movies, like, yeah. if the moon landing could be faked, then I think dinosaurs could be fake. Do you think the moon landing is fake? I think that Apollo 11 is fake, but I think we've been to the moon since then. Okay. If the, I don't want to go deeper, but uh, I, I don't may, maybe after, but, um, because it's always interesting getting another perspective. Right. Um. I'm not going to ask if you think the world is flat. I don't, and I think that's a dumb question, and anyone who genuinely asks that is absurd. Because if you... And also, the question to is water wet, the que- the correct answer is it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. Like, if someone... Like, when you say we've been to the moon, but Apollo 11 could be faked, like, that is a 50-50 you know, like, yeah, you could and, be right, you could be wrong. And I, I don't know that it's faked. I just think it would make sense for them to fake it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have you make a smart point with that where you're like, but I do think we've been to the moon. But these people that are, like, flat earth theories, they're like, no, it's flat. No, look at the pictures. And the reason they give are dumb. They're like, oh, no, we're surrounded by an ice wall. Or I'm just like, I, y- you've flown around the world. What's his name? Uh... Oh. Steve-O was, like, in, a, in like, a, a plane, like, a super high plane, and took right. a video of him on the ground flying into the air. It's, like, 25 minutes long, and mm-hmm. he sees the curve of the earth and records it on his phone. Exactly. And so, it, like... Well, and it's, like, are you gonna are you gonna pay off all the people, like, Charles Lindbergh and Amelia Earhart, who have been around the world and seen that there's not an edge to it? Yeah. Like, are governments paying them off to say that the world is round? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and we can we can see the moon, and the moon is not flat. And so it would, like, why would a sphere be floating around something flat? Like, yeah, uh, doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Maybe in Star Wars. Maybe in Star <laughs> Wars. Um, any more questions? Uh, no, I think that's it for me. You got you got anything for me? No. Uh, do you have any plugs or core message you want to send out? Um, 
Just uh, just go listen to Gungan Graffiti on Spotify. Just That's all. Graffiti, yeah. All I gotta say. Um, uh, be warned, there are some comments that could potentially be offensive for my co-star. Yeah. So, um, anyone out there who is listening to it, who would go listen to it, like, just be warned. You know, he means everything as a joke, which doesn't make it okay. But, <laughs> but still, like. You know, whatever, it's a joke. Yeah. All right, Gungan Graffiti, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, Cash, thanks for being on. Yeah, well, thank you, Takeout Box. I've, I've enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs>